Hey and welcome to episode 35 of The Worst Critics. I'm Noah Davis. I'm John Pina. And we are joined by our longtime friend slash creator of the music you just heard, Hunter Crump. All right, we're here to talk to you about the latest and sometimes not so greatest in movies, music, TV, and whatever else we do during the week. Let's get straight to the news. First piece of news, Interview with the Vampire, a popular book series, had a movie or two, is getting its own TV show, courtesy of AMC, is coming in 2022. It's going to be produced by Roland Jones, who I didn't know was a guy, but he's produced Weeds, Friday Night Lights, the Perry Mason reboot, and Boardwalk Empire. So I guess if somebody's going to do it, this guy would be the man to do it. Um, it's, Did you watch that ni- the 90s movie one? Yeah, the Tom like Cruise one? The huge actors? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kirsten Dunst, uh, like child actor? Yeah, Brad Pitt, like Antonio Banderas. Antonio Banderas is in that? Mm-hmm. Man, maybe I don't remember it that well. Uh, I remember like liking it at the time that I saw it. Uh, I didn't hate it. I know it's a lot of people really love the books. So, uh, I mean, TV show, book, it just makes sense. But uh, yeah, whatever. Uh, some unsurprising news. Harrison Ford has injured himself on the set of Indiana Jones 5. Not during... Just celebrated his 99th birthday, so <laughs> hand in hand. Well, not during shooting a scene. He injured himself rehearsing a scene. So, I mean, nice. I feel like Sitting up, standing down. everybody could have guessed this. You know, they have to have some insurance liability just for him. Because, I mean, uh, uh, most main actors and stars are, what, 40s, 50s? Yeah, don't really. He's an old ass man. Like, I mean, he's like almost 80, right? Easily. He's definitely up there. Uh, if only we had an intern. If only. We need that, you know? Once. <laughs> uh, he's 78. He'll okay. turn 79 this year. Wow. Well, uh, you know, at least he's still in the game, still acting. I was still giving us movies, I guess. That's sometimes a good thing. Uh, sometimes, he's you know. married to a 56 year old. Okay, hold on. Let's not judge the man. Okay, we can move past this. <laughs> okay. Yeah. A little so, bit more than the injury. So CW has a popular little-known show called Supernatural. Not sure if you've heard of it. Um, yeah, well, apparently it's so popular that they're making a prequel series based on the parents of the main characters. But I don't really care about the news, like that actual piece of news. What I care about is that it's going to be produced by Jensen Ackles, who was one of the main stars. He's one of the sons in Supernatural. But they didn't tell Jared Padalecki, who is the other brother, you know, the other half of Supernatural. Uh, He apparently found out through Twitter, which seems kind of weird to me. Um, Yeah. Whether this was CW's fault or Jensen Ackles' fault or whatnot, I just feel like there was a, uh, you missed an opportunity to tell your longtime friend about producing a show that he was a part of for 15 years, you know? Um, yeah, seems weird. Seems a little weird. I don't, maybe, maybe it's just like some crazy PR to get me hyped for a show I don't care about. But, uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's just a weird backstory to a show that I probably won't watch. All right, uh, you might be used to this headline, but Dune has been delayed. 
this time yeah this time only by three weeks uh it will now come out on october 22nd that's just studio conflict surely right yeah three weeks that's not that's not any drama or anything. That's not tea. That's just right, right. It, it's yeah. just it's just fun that it got delayed once again. Like I can't wait yeah. till it gets delayed one week, maybe two weeks again. We won't have it. We just, like we just need next weekend. Give us <laughs> just forty eight hours. We got you. You'll have a full fledged film. We swear it's coming out next month. I promise. Promise. <laughs> then COVID two happens, and they're like, well, you know, stuff at happens. The, at the premiere, it gets delayed. Like something's wrong with the camera equipment. That would be it. awesome. HBO Max shuts down the day it's supposed to come out. On HBO Max. Um, okay, moving on to a little update on last week's piece of news: the new Transformers Beast Wars. Yada yada, Rise of the Beast, I think that's what it was called. They have mm-hmm. cast Ron Perlman as the lead voice actor for Optimus Primal, the leader of the, um... Optimus Primal. Crap. I, I forgot the good guy's name. It's the something and the Predacons. Whatever. He's leader of the Autobot, uh, the Autobot animals. He's the gorilla. So, uh... Yeah, I mean, I can't think of a much the better... I, you know, that's it. Maybe. That's a name. That's a choice. I don't think that's it, though. That doesn't no. sound right. I feel like it's more of a pun kind of name. You know, more marketable. Anyways, I can't think of a better voice actor than Ron Perlman for uh, such a, I don't know, a powerful role. I mean, the man's Hellboy. Uh, you know, Sons of Anarchy. Been seeing him for years. He was in... Been in some Star Trek. Like, the man's been around the park. <laughs> uh, it's always nice to see him in new stuff, and whether it be voice acting, you know, I'm totally fine with that. And speaking of nothing to do with the new Dexter show, John Lithgow is returning as the Trinity Killer for the new revival season that might be okay, might not be. Uh, John Lithgow played the Trinity Killer in, like, season four. I would say it's most people's highlight of that show is season four. So take that as you will. Whether you even think Dexter's good or not, you know, whatever. Uh, I, I didn't really get to watch it when it first came out. So I'm sure whenever it first came out, it was like, you know, it was probably fire. I watched it, like, I watched the first season probably two years ago. And I just couldn't get past the flashback scenes. Right, when he's supposed to be like a 19-year-old? <laughs> it's just an old man in a wig. <laughs> <laughs> he's got bangs. Or it, like... just, it just doesn't... It, like, I, I, it just felt like a, a... felt. It looked like a joke, it felt like a joke, but none of them were acting like it was a joke. So. It was not a joke. Couldn't get past that. Couldn't go. But, I mean... Cool. Yeah, hey, John Lithgow's a great actor. I'll, I'll watch him in anything, but yeah, whether I'll watch him in a eight-part series that for a show I don't particularly love, um, you know, I'm, I'm not sure if that's enough. Not enough star you know, power. He wrote, a, he wrote a book last year. Who? John Lithgow. I did not know that. What is his book about? Uh, I'll let you guess, but it's about the most 2020 like liberal Hollywood take you could ever write a book about? Uh, global warming. <laughs> I don't know. It's about Trump. It's about Trump. Oh, it's classic. Like, it's like a children's, I don't know, satirical poem-esque. It's called Trumpty Dumpty Wanted a Crown. 
Oh, Johnny boy. <laughs> I mean, hey, you, you got to make money as an older actor somehow, okay? Yeah, so this is just... And revolving this role is actually just a promo for the book that probably didn't do great. He actually spent all of his money marketing the book, and nobody, none of the kids wanted to buy it, so... Yeah, it's it's got to come out as a video game now. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. It's got to be a mobile game. Uh, none of the kids even knew who John Lithgow was. So, like, <laughs> what um, what streaming platform will that be? Presumably, I assume to? it's Showtime because they were yeah. the original people. Uh, yeah. I I I presume. I I don't even know if I've written that down just because I, I assumed like that. Whenever I watched it, I didn't watch it on Showtime anytime. Like who? Netflix. It was on Netflix for a minute. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. No, I, I think it's Showtime. You don't, yes? you, don't, you don't think they'd do it? They have a preview page of this fucking book on Amazon. Uh, and so it's poetry, I guess, with pictures. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, almost like a children's rhyme story, but then it's not... Like, this is more... I mean, it's not adult themes or anything, but the words are definitely... It's not for children. But uh, this one, that on, like, the test page, you know, like a sample of the book, it's... uh. Diplomatic Gas is the title of the poem, and the first line is literally, Mike Pompeo's pungent flatus tends to make our allies hate us. Once he made an awful stink on G7's you know, interlink. I'm, I'm, I'm all about people, um, like, trying to fuse art with different things. Totally. I just don't know if that's it. Totally, yeah, um... I didn't like know what to say about that one. That was... You know, I... Okay, bad. you know what? I, I take it back. I think I could definitely see John Lithgow doing a book if he did, like, an audio book, you know? John Lithgow's voice narrating a whole book for me? That'd be awesome. But, um... Just a children's book that's satirical on, uh... I don't know if the voice could fix that. Oh, no, not that book. Not that <laughs> book. I just meant a book, you know? It's, uh... It's a little different. It's tape pretty rad. That... That, I don't know. I don't know if that's going to get me. All right. Moving past John Lithgow's <laughs> life, recent life events. <laughs> uh, not Amazon, but uh, the Tolkien estate has confirmed that there's going to be a Lord of the Rings animated series in the works. It's going to be titled The War of the Rohirrim, set between The Hobbit and the first Lord of the Rings. You know, that little gray area where Bilbo's just getting old and Frodo's growing up, yada, yada. I assume this is going to be about the Rohirrim. You know, it's a yeah. it's a big it's bet, a, but it's a, an in between wolf. Nice, I mean, yes. As, as far <laughs> as animated things, animated shows on franchises that are already pretty well established and saturated with shit, uh, I'm more hyped for this than I am for any of the fucking Game of Thrones ones. So, well, there's only one Game of Thrones animated thing, right? <laughs> so. Still only seen one episode of Game of Thrones, so that's that's fine. Don't worry about it. Just don't worry about it. That's fine. Uh well I was gonna talk about I watch the season four and then just don't care what happens after that. I've been told. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's it's whatever. I mean season one is absolutely fantastic. I mean yeah. mind blowing television. Like one of the best Season one's got the best nah, best finale. Ugh. So bad and so good. Like just birth the whole fucking show and then well 
Well, you know the rest. I think most people listening probably know the rest. Yada yada. That's in the chat. Blah blah blah. I was going to talk about. Oh, I know. Go. What were you going to talk about? I was going to talk about. I read an interview with one of the actors for the new Lord of the Rings show, and his quote was, "He's not sure when filming is going to be finished." So we're not even in pro- post-production, folks. Like, <laughs> this Lord of the Rings live-action show is going to take a while. Just a hot minute. With the animated, uh, have they said, like, who's doing, like, the art style or anything? No, nah, they just said they're producing. Just, they're making it. Um, they had some veteran animation, like, directors and producers. I think some people who worked on the Castlevania show, some Netflix anime... So my, they got so they got anime names, so okay. if anything, okay. it's gonna have some good animation. Yeah, okay. Yeah, art style, TBD. Yeah, who knows? Could be three D. Yeah. Could be bad. <laughs> yeah. Did we talk about the price of the first season? By the way, for the live. Oh yeah, show? we've we've talked about it. That was a piece of news. I yeah, think it's ridiculous. I mean, we'll reiterate how that that like budget million. that budget pre COVID was like a billion dollars, right? Yeah, so the first season, and then they have a multi-season deal, and that's probably only gone up from just obviously expenses. Yeah, I mean, yeah, COVID costs, COVID delays, literally a year of not making the show. Uh, I mean, I I think we talked about how I, I assume that's really cutting into Prime's original budget, like Prime Originals. That's why we're not seeing a ton lately. You know, we're, we're, it seems like they're buying movies and they're buying shows, but they're not making anything, you know? But, uh, who knows? Uh, you know what? I'll use that as a good segue. Amazon has renewed Good Omens for a season two. The Good Omens was a show based on a book, uh, featured David Tennant and Michael Sheen as an angel and a demon, yada yada, their best buddies. It's... It was an okay show. I don't know if it warrants a season two, but my biggest thing is that season one came out two years ago. And I mean two full years ago. Season one came out... Right, but COVID, right? So. Yeah, uh, but renewal of a show. Okay, two years? You might not have thought it was worth renewing, and then it probably got boosted by COVID. Now that's a good point. That's possible. I, I I sort of buy that. I've just never heard of a show being renewed two years. Like, you know what I'm saying? They didn't cancel it. So they just. Right. Yeah. They were just waiting and then. It was a free agent for two years. I'm confused how any of this works, I honestly. Know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, what? I mean, Netflix cancels their shows two weeks, you know. They recently canceled a show that they had chose to um, renew pre-covid that uh, i'm not okay with this did y'all ever watch that no uh it was a, it was a short uh series it, I, I thought it was really good and i was excited for the uh second season but yeah since since covid they said no nah. hmm. okay that's gotta suck yeah, i mean i'll just i was like it, like it, it ended in a way you're like okay yeah like i'm pretty excited for that and then they just go nah oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. i think i wanted to start this it's it was good. I liked it a lot. You didn't want to enough, apparently. Yeah, I guess not. I mean, shoot. I'm, I no, mean... wait, no. I did. I did watch this. Oh, she has yeah. superpowers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As I was gonna say, I'm trying not to, you know. Spoilers. Because yeah, yeah, no, I really like this show. No, That's no, I, I think you should check it out for sure. Spoilers. Well, it got canceled. So is it that good? You know. <laughs> uh, 
Well, I th- it was renewed first. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> so, I mean, that's fair. I mean, like it was a short series. I don't know what they. I don't think it was necessarily COVID. like a. It's COVID. Oh well, no, no, yeah. I'm reading right now. August 2020 series canceled due to COVID-related circumstances. I don't understand. I really, I still don't understand. So Good Omens can stay on, you know, on the backlog for two years, pat like through COVID, but then that show gets canceled. It's Netflix. Netflix is, they just cut off whatever. Like they are not afraid. I'm sure they probably have a lot tighter deadlines than, I don't know, Amazon. Like, cause Amazon, it's not an Amazon show, Good Omens. It's a BBC show that Amazon streams. I think it's co-produced. Either way, yeah. I'm just saying, I mean, like, true. Netflix is like, this is our thing, and we can do whatever the fuck we want with it, including pulling it right now today. Because it's true. It. I bet Netflix has a pretty good formula, honestly, like just to determine streaming numbers and hype and I, I, the peak. I want to know what the algorithm is. I'm sure it's just it's a fucking one CS dude. It's it's, it's got to be multiple algorithms. It's like you run it through that one. All right, now run it through that one. Make sure we can cancel it real quick. <laughs> It's out a pretty of graphic. Valley, the, the HBO series. Yes, exactly. Uh, speaking of HBO, look at that transition. They are developing a show called The Idol, which is a drama about a female pop singer who starts a romance with an enigmatic, enigmatic L.A. club owner who is a secretly a leader of a cult. Uh, not really special or anything, but the cult leader is played by Abel Tesfaye, also known as The Weeknd, which I would assume is going to get some viewership just because of that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, this is going to be produced... Oh, yep. Is this his debut? Like Acting uh, debut? I mean, if you can call uh, Hidden Gems acting, I oh, guess. he was Hidden Gems. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah he was just, he was like, that was more of like a cameo type. Right, if you can call that acting, then no, but I think this is his definitely, like, his big acting debut. I mean, he's going to be the villain in a TV show, so I'd hope he's going to be in it. Is yeah. he going to be a villain? Yeah, he's the, the, he's the, the oh, he's the villain. Okay, uh, it is going to be created by Sam Levinson, who recently created Euphoria, which HBO seems to be happy with. They've made multiple specials, I think there's another season coming out, yada yada, I didn't care for it, but people seem to like it or watch it, and that's all that really matters in the Star end, right? Is a hero or a, a villain? Yeah, anti-hero. Anti-hero, I can see. But he's the main character. The weekend's not the main character in this. He's the antagy. Yeah. I feel like he's the lead male role. Nah, I think it's gonna be like uh, Fifty Shades of Grey, you know. Yeah, that's what I, I was like. I think it's gonna be a sex cult. Right? <laughs> yeah, so it's definitely a sex music, cult. He's got to transition that into the character. I mean, has to. I wonder if they'll do original music for it. I would hope so. I mean, although at the same time, that's probably weird to ask one of your actors. Hey, uh, <laughs> can you do our song, or can you do some music for this, or how do the contracts work? Yeah, it's like a, I don't know because like I think he 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 may want to know be like I want to be taken seriously just as an actor on this project. So I'm saying you might want to commit to one thing. So I, I don't know how that would work honestly. But I wouldn't rule it out. No, definitely a chance. He, De- definitely a promo he, song. He makes music money. He could make more music money and be making acting money. I'm sure he'd like to do both. Okay, uh, going back to a piece of news I skipped over. I know how much you guys love the comedy movie Kingpin. 
You know, it totally came out after we were born, totally. We were totally alive when it came out. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, Bowling, Woody Harrelson, classic comedy movie that played on Comedy Central too many times to count. Too many times to count. Time. Well, the Farley brothers, the Farley brothers, who also produced Dumb and Dumber and Dumb and Dumber 2 and yada yada, are producing a sequel to Kingpin. Because comedies will not stay dead anymore. If it was popular, it is going to get a sequel. Um, That's just how it is. Yeah, no, I mean, it's a pretty damn popular comedy. It's just a oh, yeah. little, little late. Kind of these stills. I'm just looking at the IMD page, IMDb page. They're, yeah, like you see these all over the place. People made these posters and backgrounds of various things. Just, you know, just especially the, him holding up the bowling ball with the... Oh, uh, nice. From the idiots, what brung you dumb and dumber? Is that what the poster says? Yes. Sir. That's pretty good. I mean, hey, they know their audience, right? right. <laughs> they ran that through the marketing department. <laughs> so That's the one that they picked out of all the options. Just the right people said they loved it. So. And it's, you know, getting a sequel. So success, really. And this is coming to what? Uh, not sure. They they just said they're making it. Uh, I'm I'm sure it's coming to something. I I don't know about that one. Blockbuster near you? Oh shit! I you know I assume Netflix will pick There's us still up. Still or... only one Blockbuster left, or did they finally take that one from from Cold Dead John Blockbuster? I don't know. <laughs> I I'm not too sure. The Alaskan one that John Oliver talked about or whatever. Yeah, I remember the. That's the last thing I heard of it was last week. Too. Okay, well, speaking of Western movies, right? Right? Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, director Walter Hill, who you might know as the director of The Warriors, uh, you know, very recent movie, very new, very poppin'. The, the one that was made into a PS2 game once yeah. upon a time? Yep, yep, okay. yep. Uh, but yeah, by Rockstar Games. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> exactly. Director Walter Hill is going to create a western called Dead for a Dollar. It will star Willem Dafoe and Christoph Waltz in the lead roles. Uh, there is a synopsis, but I promise you, it's a western. You don't have to read it. You get it. I read it. It's it's a western. It's probably going to be a western, but the fact that Willem Dafoe and Christoph Waltz in the same movie, hard to argue with yeah. that one. That's kind of just enough for me, TBH. 100%. It's probably going to be super slow, and I'm not going to care about the movie, but I bet they'll act well, like they always do. Yeah. I mean, Christoph Waltz can do no wrong, so Waltz. It's true. Uh, it's. I don't know what he's been in lately. Doesn't matter. Probably nothing. Probably just chilling off in Glory's Bastards money. Everything else is for fun. Still, ch- I don't think that's how paychecks work. Still getting the royalties from AMC. I don't... Well, I mean, he was in whatever, Hateful Eight, or whichever one after that, too. No, Django. Django, Django. yeah. I was like, I don't think he's... That was Kurt Russell, you know, totally same guy. Okay, uh, uh, transitioning into the next... Oh, he's in No Time to Die. Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah, he was in No Time to Die, wasn't he? Uh, Or, wait, is he? He, he was Inspector. Sorry. He made a small yeah, he's game. reprising the same role. As Blowfield? God, I hated that. I Spectre, I hated Spectre. <laughs> I don't know why you hated it. I because, liked it. It wasn't yeah, my fault, but it was very good, in my opinion. Because I saw Mission Impossible f- 
five, five, six. Hot take, but I've still not watched those. Listen, so. if you've seen Mission Impossible 6 and you see Spectre, they're literally the same movie. Like, they're same set pieces and everything. And it, just, hmm. it made both movies worse. Well, I'm just going to watch it and then go, this is bullshit, this is a copied Spectre, what the <laughs> yeah. hell? It made both movies worse. Like, they came out the same year, I'm uh, pretty sure. So, um, I just didn't enjoy Spectre, and then the whole the whole Blowfield thing, kind of ruining uh, the villain in Skyfall, kind of stupid, kind of ruining the villain in Casino Royale, and acting like, ooh, it was all part of a plan, Ugh, I don't, I don't care for that. At the time, I was like, okay, I like their tying stuff in, but I guess it's just, I need to rewatch those. It's been, I, I think I haven't, I don't think I've seen it since I saw it in theaters, so it's been a minute. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I haven't watched it's it again since then, just because it slaps. But okay, uh, talking about some new movies. I guess that's related, whatever. Don Cheadle says Steven Soderbergh is considering making a new Oceans movie. Uh, that'll be the fifth Oceans movie, but it'll be the original cast, so it'll be the fourth, like, Oceans trilogy movie. Uh, I'm not sure if Anne Hathaway and crew are going to be a part of this, but Don Cheadle made it sound like Soderbergh just wanted the original people. Just, you know, Danny Ocean... Don Cheadle, you know, all those other guys. Okay, uh, I, we've talked about Knives Out 2 multiple times the last month or so, talking about their cast. Well, apparently Ethan Hawke has been spotted on set of Knives Out 2, so we can add him to that list of an ever-growing cast that seems like a little bloated. I mean, with a cast that big, it never really... I don't know. I don't know if it ever really pans out. I can't tell you a movie that just has a... I can't even tell you a movie that has had a cast as large as this cast. Okay, well, definitely not as much as this, but there have been... I can't even think of a movie with half it. Yeah. The Oceans movies? (laughs) So, like... You think that has, like, 20 big actors? Not 20. This movie has, like, 40. Okay, it's got, like, 20. Let's be realistic. I mean, I'm so about to like, look it up right now. Is this, hmm. So, like, they don't really have very much information out at all, other than it's the sequel to Knives Out. Yep. Okay. Well, just, just cast information, is it? Right, yeah. So, I guess, like, if it's going to have the same setup as the first, like, this is just one big, crazy, whack, and inexplicably attractive family. I guess. I, I mean, I doubt they'll do exactly this. I hope they don't do exactly the same. <laughs> yeah, I hope it's the exact same. A different city is the same exact movie. It's like Hangover 2. Just a whole nother whodunit. It's basically the Nancy Drew books in movie form. I like my Hangover 2 analogy better, but okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll stick to Nancy Drew right there. You want the Hardy Boys instead? You can. We already talked about the Hardy Boys last week, Hunter. Come on, get with the times. Yeah, right. I already talked about the Hardy Men. Sorry, it was a, it was a callback. What was that Nancy Drew thing I was talking about too? You remember? Uh, Spider Woman's name Jessica Drew is actually based yeah. on Nancy Drew. Yeah, that's what I thought. I I never knew that, and you just <laughs> you just said it. It just like, made sense. It just made sense. 
How does that make sense? <laughs> She's an investigator <laughs> and a girl. These are men who don't like. This is before women had any kind of leads, and they were like, "Fuck it, we'll make a girl." What do we call her? Oh, what's another big famous girl? Huh? Drew, Nancy Drew. <laughs> like that is literally it. It's actually uh, Jessica San Diego. <laughs> Jessica San Diego. Oh, uh, God. I, okay, whatever, whatever. Moving past Jessica Drew, Nancy Drew, yada, yada. Knives Out 2 has a huge cast. Did you ever get a number for us, John? Uh, I can only find a 10 confirmed people. Um, I know we've named more than 10 oh, confirmed yeah. because the other ones are just not confirmed. Right, but they've definitely been confirmed. Just like Ethan Hawke's not been confirmed, but he's right. on set. So. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I can't find an actual number. Okay, uh, this week Vin Diesel, you know, on the promo tour for Fast 9, I think it's Fast 9, uh, on a promo tour for Fast 9, answering questions, yada yada, people asked him a question about the new Riddick movie that he announced eight years ago, seven years ago, uh, apparently he is committed to making it, it'll be called Riddick Furia, he's, I mean, Vin Diesel, this is like his, his baby, Riddick is definitely his is one and only, uh, well, maybe not after Fast and Furious, but <laughs> he's kind of got the that epic series. <laughs> well, yeah, but he's literally the creator of Riddick. You know, okay. it's it's him. Okay. Uh, you know, I'm I'm excited for a fourth Riddick. I always thought the universe was kind of cool. I mean, Vin Diesel as a space killer dude, it's always cool. That last one was kind of bland. Um, did you guys ever see that third one? Mm-mm. I think I because the, the first Riddick movie is not even called Riddick, right? It's like Pitch Black. Yeah, first one's shit. called Pitch Black, and the second one is Chronicles. Chronicles yep, and the third one's just Riddick. Yes, and this one's Riddick. <laughs> Furia. Yes, correct. So the titles are just getting worse. Real bad. Yeah. Well, at least we're sticking to the Riddick thing. <laughs> I know, but it, now you're doing. It's almost like it's a sequel as opposed to a fourth installment. You know? Well, they kind of want they Riddick, and now it's called Riddick colon. Subtitle. Well, they kind of want you to forget Chronicles of Riddick happened, so it might be on purpose, honestly. Why? Uh, people didn't like that movie. It was, it was people thought it was too. Story, right? They didn't just like. No, they, they didn't. The canon or something. No, I think that's how the third one starts. Is like the aftermath of the second one. He's got arrested. The third one is so close to the first one. It's hard for my brain to decipher which one's which. Um, but you know, if this fourth one's kind of true to form, dark. Grungy, edgy, Riddick. I'll watch it. You know, even if Carl Urban comes back, I'll watch it. But uh, last piece of news, not not exactly an exciting news week. Uh, last piece of news, Channing Tatum is set to star in Zoe Kravitz's directorial debut called, P- called Pussy Island. Uh, it's going to be a thriller about a woman earning a chance to go to a billionaire's mysterious island. Yada yada, thrilling ensues. I bet. I bet you it's not as it. Epstein. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's what Hunter said before. Yeah. Right? Initially, I was like, so is it going to be super on the nose Epstein story, we think? Hope not. Maybe? I hope it's a little yeah. more nuanced is, than is that. Shaning well, Tatum, is Shaning Tatum playing. Jeffrey, Jeffrey I hope it's a little more nuanced than that. I hope he's just a murderer, you know? Just he, murderer. he kills himself in a very unambiguous if way. I hear Benny Tatum ask for a massage one time in this movie. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to walk out. Okay, uh, that was the last piece of news. Uh, John, you want to tackle album releases? 
Uh, yeah, I'm gonna start with a random one that I literally just got when I got a notification on my phone for some reason that Boss, B-A-S, posted a, mm. something on his Instagram. I don't know why I got a notification for that. I guess he hasn't posted in a while or something, or but the algorithm really just wanted me to see it. Sponsored ad, probably? No, no, it was like, I follow him, and it was like just a post that he posted. Um, uh. But it was him, uh, I think his name's a little TJ, a little TJ, something like that. TJ? I don't know. Um, and J. Cole. I guess we're just filming a video, and now they've announced that that comes out. That song slash video comes out. So I assume he's also going to have maybe an album coming with it, and that's going to be a lead single or something. But hmm. uh, yeah, sure. I, I just thought that was interesting. Hey, he's a good rapper. Why not? Yeah. Never really had a mass appeal, but yeah, I, I don't know why he never really blew up. Kind of surprised me. Uh, because J Cole put out. KOD where he said none of you people are worth the features or whatever. <laughs> True. True. All, mean, all you people signed to my label. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean that's literally but, but, a bar. But then, he, but then he but then he does the fucking uh Revenge of the Dreamer shit, you know. I guess hey, I'm just saying. I am just like trying to I'm, I'm conclude not, yeah, not, as to why. <laughs> I'm not defending J. Cole, I was yep. just saying. Yeah, that makes sense. Um Yeah, uh albums here. Uh we've got uh a smaller lineup than obviously this past week was kind of nutty, but for sure, uh, a new G Herbo. If you're a big uh, G Herbo guy, big G Herbo fan, yeah. uh, called 25. Um, I assume maybe his age. I don't know. I feel as though he's older than that. That would blow my mind if that man's only 25. Uh, let's see, he was 25. born in 1995. Yeah. yeah, um, wow. Yeah, he's been rapping a, for a while. There's a, uh, it's kind of so stupid. There's a a TikToker, there we go, um, who is now coming out with their professional album, and I guess they're pretty popular. I don't really know anything about. Um, I guess it's a him. I think it's a him. Listen, if there are he him pronouns here on his wiki page, so I'm gonna go with him. Listen, but, if um, if Filthy Frank can turn to Joji. Anybody can do anything, okay? Like, any TikToker can be any musician they want. Yeah, so it's Fair. a... Totally true. It's Jaden, but it's stylized yeah. with an X instead of an A. J-X-D-N. Yes. What does that mean? Okay, wait, but why is it not J-X-D-E-N? What? I don't know. Why'd he drop? <laughs> why? No, no vowels. No vowels. How you yep. do it? Um, And then the... Second to last one, uh, there's a, it's like a pretty big band. I want to say it's like six or seven piece band. Um, they kind of do like indie, but also do funk and sometimes do, uh, what's the word? Like garage rock. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it's called the go team. They're an English band. Mm. And it's, again, it's pretty big. It's like six or seven people. Um, and they got an album coming out. Uh, but unfortunately those are, none of those are going to get any plays because Lana Del yeah. Rey drops her album on July 4th. Uh, so not even on the normal music day, which is always usually a Friday. Um, so that's when those are the dates that we usually talk about it. I've come to learn they're Fridays. Uh, so yeah, uh, she's dropping it on Sunday and it's called blue banisters. Go figure. She's keeping it very patriotic with this one. Um, and yeah, I can't imagine. This is it like ironic. Thing. I don't know. I know, <laughs> yeah. I know what Probably. it's going to be though. Um, like but it. like the album art is not particularly like, it doesn't seem page. I mean, it's just 
don't even know if it's her. I don't even know what she looks like, but it could be her. And it's just someone in the dress. Oh. That's it. It's not even a red, white, and blue dress. It's not. There's no sparkles or themes or. It's called. It's called minimalism, John. That's her. But, yeah. but the crazy thing, she uh, she like literally just dropped her seventh album, which was Chemtrails Over the Fucking Country Club, back in like March. That's a really That'd good title. This is really good. <laughs> Hard to beat okay, that one, now, honestly. Yeah. And now she's got Blue Bannister. And I'm like, she's kind of working at an insane pace. She's busy, you know? I Gotta mean, get that like, hype back. That's a lot of fucking music. I don't even care if it's 10 songs on this thing. I mean, I mean, it seemed like she was everywhere for a year or two. And then kind of, I don't know. Her, her name stayed. But I feel oh, as yeah. though her music didn't really... You know, I I just haven't heard it in passing ever in the last while. So, but everyone knows Lana Del Rey, so I assume this is going to be a success. But and her last one was like really, really acclaimed. That's why I'm just two albums in the span of. She didn't even give it six months. Talent, baby. March. March. (laughs) It's called the hustle. Called the grind. You know, you got to be on it. Um, And actually, I'm pretty sure pandemic doing nothing but. That too. I'm pretty sure her Norman fucking Rockwell one, uh, which was 2019, mm-hmm. uh, also was like really insane popular. I liked it a lot. Yeah, I think it was like, you know, uh, what's the term? Grammy nominated. Um, and I assume maybe the first one from this year was kind of Grammy bait, and this one's maybe going to be more just like her b-sides but shit she still wanted to release kind of taylor swift thing um i'm not sure but that comes out on july 4th so i'm sure that'll get all the attention um but yeah that's kind of all the albums unfortunately it's been a very busy week all the relevant ones at least oh i mean there's there's more i could go on but yeah no one i know i just want to tell anybody who might be listening those aren't the only albums just the ones we might care about all right, uh, you want to move on to what you did this week? What you've been doing? Um, yeah, I don't, I don't care to start, too. Go uh, for it. I kind of did a lot, so I'll be talking a shitload. But um, this dude, Jeremy Zucker, who I really like, makes indie pop, uh, especially a lot with an artist named Chelsea Cutler. I've talked about them both on the podcast before. But um, he released a new single, finally. Uh, I'm not a big fan of it. It's kind of really cringe. But I, I, didn't, really I, like I, I hated it. I have played music in a while. Uh, yeah, and it's like, it's ultra poppy, and he also is writing from the perspective of him being in high school, which I just find really cringe from people who are like post college. Wait, how old is the man? He's, he's, I, I know he graduated college already, so 24, 25. It's kind of weird. Yeah, it's cringe. I, I like again, like unless, you know, he's unpacking a lot of childhood trauma that he's been holding in, but that wasn't the case. It was just like a love song. Um. Uh. So yeah, and then obviously listen to Tyler's thing. Uh, listen to that Ski Mask album, Sin City Mixtape. Yes, dude. That is Sin City Mixtape. I fucked with that. Surprisingly awesome. That's I a... was like, oh, it was going to be me. But Pretty Dr. Seuss on it was so good. Uh, yeah. And there was uh, 
which one was it? Lost in Time. Um, I also really, really liked. I, I was expecting absolutely nothing from that when you told me to listen to it. And Jesus, I, I listened to it at least three or four times. It's only, what, 22 minutes or 20 minutes? Oh, yeah, it's, it's pretty short. Yeah. So I, I listened to it like three times that day just because I, it, it goes hard. It's exactly what I wanted from Culture 3. Weird yeah. to tie that into last week's review. But yeah. it's short, or not short, it's concise. Uh, it does what it needs to do. It's got that kind of... It's way more trap sounding to me than Culture 3. Is that like, I know there's a disconnect there or whatever on how you define what trap actually is, but that just fits the trap mold in my mind compared to what they were putting out. Um, and he did the autotune singing that I like, even though he can't sing. It's so good. Like, Sin City makes it. I, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I agree. I, I thought it was really dope. Um, and I listened to Doja Cat's new thing, Planet Her. Um, this one, I was hyped. It missed the mark a little bit for me. Like, there were some really good songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and actually some good features. Like, I loved the Jid feature. Uh, Ariana Grande's feature pretty good. Didn't really care for the Young Thug one that much. Um, I think SZA's the only other feature. Maybe The Weeknd. But um, there were some really good songs. And it just kind of tapered off about halfway through for me. Except for the Jid song. I was kind of like, alright Doja, I get it. Like, do your thing. Get the money. Like, keep making your fucking brand bigger. Because you're dope. But... Uh, unfortunately, yeah. I was like, yeah, you, you, you had a lot of good singles and like a lot of good features this year, and I thought she was gonna keep that energy, and for the most part, she kind of let me down. Sad. Yeah, I feel, I feel like they strategically put uh, "Kiss Me More" at the at the last song on that album because it, you know, gave it, it gave it that like that end that was like at least good. Everyone loved that song already, so like I got some I dope did, album art. Oh yeah, I agree. But I, yeah, like to get to the last one, like knowing it was the last song, I was just like, okay, I do have to kind of sit through some of these. But I did, there were, there were a few that, like you said, very good. Uh, and yeah, uh, Conscious Clay came out with an album. I only listened to the Saba oh, feature. Sure. I don't listen to it. it. Uh, but yeah, I just kind of forgot. The song. Yeah. Uh, it was, it's fine. It's interesting. I was just like, oh shit, I know this guy now. <laughs> Still got um, that one song I really like, but that's about it so far. And yeah, uh, keeping on theme of me liking basic white girl shit, uh, <laughs> fucking Ed Sheeran had a new song yeah. that has some of the worst, okay. just everything uh, about it, like worst writing, worst actual production of the music, worst advertising. Wait, is that the one where it sounds like fake 80s pop again? Sort of, because I think I accidentally listened to that on the playlist and was like, oh, God, what is this? So, uh, yeah. Did you say worse marketing? Yeah, so it's like, there's like a whole theme to it. Oh, the and vampire. Yeah. <laughs> or something. yeah, I saw something about that. Yeah, he's just got like awful hair and makeup, and I don't get it, and I don't like it, and I hope he steers the fuck clear from whatever direction this is and just goes the exact opposite like i don't care if he like this is the music he's always want to make i hope it's not because he's <laughs> yeah. some absolute gems of music uh and you know he can be a ghostwriter still i'm fine with that uh but yeah oh i it kind of pissed me off and ruined my things i was listening to for the week um and then yeah uh spotify randomly suggested me this is my final 
thing I listened to. Uh, this mm, like EP, it's like six songs, twenty minutes, um, by a group called Paper Idol. I'd just be a dude. I'm not sure. I, I, these things never make sense to me. I never know like when it's one guy, you know, just a cover for his name for some reason. Uh, but I absolutely loved it. I told Hunter to listen to it. Uh, he said he didn't like it that much, but I think it's really dope. Um, but again, it means pop music, so you gotta. It was a little I skimmed through it. A little Matt and Kim. Yeah, it was a little Matt and Kimmy for me. You left that shit behind in 2012. I I did leave it there, and I I probably ain't going back. As as I uh, I go through my like I I usually just go to my like songs, hit shuffle, and every time one pops up, I go unlike next. <laughs> it's just kind of a giving it it's up. It's kind of been happening. I just can't. I, it doesn't. I don't fuck with it anymore. I don't guess. <laughs> the old age, then. Yeah. yeah, I'm just like, oh, this this shit sounds like shit. Yeah, it just sounds like <laughs> shit. This tween music just sounds like shit. Oh, uh, I I did listen to one more thing. Uh, the baby put out a new single. Um, red light, green light, butches, fire. Um, sounds like the baby. Um, yeah, I'm <laughs> I'll be the opposing view. <laughs> that's why it's that's why it's fire. Sounds like the baby. Okay, uh, but yeah, it. that's, that's kind of all I listen to, and then. TV-wise, uh, some Rick and Morty shit, which I don't really want to talk about until you finally decide to catch up and watch it. Uh, and... Behind. Oh, fuck. I don't, do you want to watch reality TV at all? Or have yeah. people that force you to watch reality TV? Like, 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 uh, like, um... Anything like the, from, like, like the, Love like is Blind circle. on Netflix? Yeah, 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 yeah Circle, yeah, yeah. or, like, The yeah, Bachelorette on, like, Real TV. Netflix stuff, yes. Anything else, probably not. Uh, cause yeah, The Bachelorette, I don't know how shows like that no. have 30, 40, 50 seasons or whatever the fuck they have. Uh, because they get 10 million views, their premieres, like. Well, and, 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 and don't get me, like, I get it, and it's actually enjoyable once you're watching, I'm just like, I don't, like, who had this thought, who was the genius that was like. The host. I was like, gonna say, like, wasn't it the racist guy who just got fired? <laughs> Yeah, just like or like Jersey Shore for a similar example. Like, who was like, let's get like ten dumb idiots, just like the dumbest idiots you can find off the street, or actually, better yet, go to a club and find the ten drunkest fucks there, and go, hey, you want to live in a house for like a zillion dollars? Uh, caveat: we have to record everything you say and do, and you will be made fun of behind your back and to your face. And they're like, zillion dollars? You said what do I sign? Like, I feel like that's the premise of all these shows. And so, like, there's this theme now on The Bachelorette, which I was not aware of, uh, where there's so much clout and, like, brand building associated with just being on the show that, like, a lot of the men, I mean, and it makes total sense. Like, I just had never, ever thought of it. You know, like, I don't ever think about that show. So it's like a lot of the men will, like, obviously lie about wanting to find love or whatever it is that they're fucking actually there to do. And they're just like, no, like I'm gonna gain so many followers from this. Like so many brands are gonna want to reach out to me for clouds and stuff. And so, and of course, yes, that's obvious. Yes, I get it. Don't say a word yet. But now what they do is they are bringing other seasons men to can be contestants because like they have brands. So I'm like, how are you like now? You're trying to sell me these guys are trying to find love three times in a row on a TV show? Like, no, Scott. <laughs> like, clearly it didn't work thrice. <laughs> so, I yeah, just, I was yeah. just going to tell you that the only reason we have, you know, 
the neon icon that is Riff Raff is because he made a name for himself on I Love New York. I love New York, baby. So it's been happening for a while. Pollard, let's go. Yeah, it's been happening for a minute, but I mean, I don't doubt that. Everything makes money in that show, I bet. And Monica, she watches it, and she was telling me, she was watching it, I don't know what season this was, it was probably in the past two or three years, but this guy was like, yeah, I'm really just on here to build up my music career, and he, like, got far, like, really far, and then, like, toward the end, he was like, yeah, I really have a girlfriend back home, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm kind of just here to get my guitar solo album off, off the ground, you know, I was just like, you're kind of a shithead, but you know what, you, 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 you probably gained a lot from this experience. John, in, in the episode or episodes that you watched, was there any emotional events that occurred? Like any crying or... Always. Always? Okay. Okay, well, I read a thing on how they achieve that. Uh, they usually, if they can sense a big emotional event, like for this for the filming of the next episode, the producers will get the contestant or contestants and put them in the back of a car and drive them around like a long route, quote unquote. So hours and remind them of why they should be emotional. And they're like, Oh yeah. You remember what he did then and what he said then. And so they literally like right, egg them on. Yep. Right. Yep. <laughs> yeah. oh. So every time you see a girl or a man being emotional in that show, just know that. <laughs> They don't have a, an HR team or a no. <laughs> no union on Bachelor contestants. <laughs> we we love to just be toxic to uh, to our clients and keep that rolling. It makes money. That's crazy. Is that all you watch, John? Yeah, unfortunately. Okay, uh, honey, you want to go? Sure. Let's see. For music, uh, Tyler album, obviously. Um, uh, some people from uh, some music Discord put out a little six-song EP. It's pretty good. Um, that was actually mixed by Alex Tumay, who's a pretty big mixing engineer. Um, that's pretty interesting. You know, like he's doing people like of smaller projects. Um, Hiatus Coyote put out a new album that's really good. Who is Hiatus Coyote? Uh, they are they make kind of like see i like their 2015 album choose your weapon uh they consider themselves um let's see uh, i guess uh r&b is okay. what, the, what it says on here um i don't i wouldn't have really put them there but yeah i, I guess i could see that um kind of like psychedelic r&b kind of stuff um jazz elements and shit um i was actually going to suggest it for uh future week what's the uh, album called uh mood uh mood valiant totally yeah i don't know uh listen to uh septet by john carroll kirby um at least i don't know if every song but at least one of the songs was engineered by uh mac demarco mm. so mm-hmm. you know if you're into his kind of sounds, you know, like his his mixing is pretty good. He he gets a really cool drum sound from from what I what I've listened to. Uh, I listened to the older Peter Cat Recording Company album. It's it's not necessarily new, but 
loved it, obviously. I don't have to say very much else. It's fucking insane. Ski Mask, great. Uh, Planet Her, alright. And then uh, I re-listened to Project 11 by Georgia Smith like four or five times this Georgia week. Georgia Smith, good. Fucking crazy. I need to listen to some of her other stuff. She's got a, she's got a few songs with um, a group called like the Ezra Collective. They, they got some jams. And then, yeah, the last thing I listened to was a uh, new album by Japanese Breakfast. I don't know if either of you are into her. Um, it's it's indie pop. Uh, kind of like, you know, it's a little bit more melancholy uh, sometimes. But indie she talks pop. about she, she talks about some real shit and just kind of like her commentary on it. It's pretty good. Oh, actually, one more. Um, yep. Last album was uh, actually put out by a guy in Louisville. Uh, I can't pronounce his last name. <laughs> Sam Beliatro, uh, self-titled album. Uh, it's it's kind of like folky, acoustic, um, but really good. Like, really good. I absolutely love this album. Can you spell Feliatro? Yeah, F-I-L-I-A-T-R-E-A-U. Totally. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I struggled. A lot of vowels. My bad, man. If I butcher your name, I'm sorry. I see you at bars sometimes in Louisville. It's kind of crazy. Your album is fire. Proud of you. Um, watched. Still watching Cowboy Bebop for the first time. I'm a little bit over halfway through now. Classic. I just watched the uh, the mushroom episode. I'm mm. like halfway through. Pretty. Good. Oh, did you watch the fridge episode? That's, yeah, I did watch the first yeah. episode. Hell yeah, that's such yeah. a good one. That was pretty good. Oh, have you, have uh, you met like Ayn and stuff? Yeah, Ayn and uh, Ed. Yeah, yeah. The so show. the show started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 all you know full steam ahead now. It feels good. It feels it, like once you get all of them, the other episodes feel a lot more introduct introductory. Like for sure. Now that I'm, I'm like, oh, this is like now it's just like in it. Like each each episode still you know still flame music crazy amazing good. you can't say enough about literally Bebop's. like oh gosh like this the way they end episodes sometime with like a wiggle, 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 yep. wiggle. i'm just like dead all oh, the screen God. transitions or you know the commercial so, transitions yo yeah. man God, so good they, they do still remind me of samurai shampoo yeah just for sure. I watch it first. i'm just like you know these are always so so far i mean the the guy who wrote cowboy bebop directed shampoo so there's yeah. there's definitely yeah. some overlap there. Yeah, it's just his artistic vision still still applies. Super good. Um, let's see, I don't, I don't think I watched anything. Oh, uh, new Loki episode. I'm liking it. Don't Way spoil anything. Than... How's Loki? Uh, I like it a lot. Um, it's just it's it's a little weird. Like it's I don't know. Uh, I'm 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 interested. You're waiting till they all come out, right? Yeah, or at least till like the last two. And yeah. There's only like what six, I think, is what they said. Oh, there's really? Four so far. So yeah, six or eight, however many they decided. I think it's to six. Do. I was gonna say I might have to start watching it then. But I I really like it. I like it way better than Winter Soldier and Falcon. It's just that was just boring. Yeah, half the, half of that show is boring. <laughs> pretty wacky, kind of trippy, a little weird. It's cool, funny. It's good. It's good. And uh, <laughs> Owen Wilson in a Marvel show is something. Yeah, it's it's gonna be six episodes. They're on four. So, oh, yeah. badass! Yeah. I can start it. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see what you think. I think you'll like it. I mean, I, I really like the beginning of WandaVision a lot. Like, a lot. But the ending good. was like, meh. Yeah. What's it got all marvelly? <laughs> yeah. They, yeah, they, they just, they, the hero wins. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. You know? And she even, fa- she even faced herself, which is a Marvel problem. <laughs> just a character with the same powers. Great. Whoa. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's, it's whatever. Is that all you watched this think- week? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's it. Okay. Uh, I didn't watch anything that crazy other than I started that Future Man show on Hulu. This oh, uh, Seth Rogen the, produced. Yeah, I watched. How many? How many seasons are there? That there's three. I watched like the. I, I might have watched all of them, but I at least I know I at least watched the first two. It's. I okay. Only, I only, <laughs> Yeah, like I kept watching it, and I just wanted it to go. It was like there were some funny moments. Yes, some of some of it's so cringy bad. I think the writing and the pacing is quick enough that like, yeah, you know, it it gets your attention, but it it wears thin. Some of the some of the jokes ain't it, but it's it's something. It's got that kid from Kentucky on it, you know. Yeah, (laughs) maybe I'll finish. I I don't know. I I don't know, but. What I did watch that was absolutely phenomenal was Ted Lasso. Ted that Lasso. is some fucking TV oh. right there. Like I tried to tell you from the listen, start, I didn't doubt the Ted Lasso hype. I just Apple TV yeah, Plus Apple is the fucking Plus. worst. That's why. <laughs> it truly is. Um, back to Ted so. Lasso. That show hits all the marks. It knows when to be funny, when to be dramatic, when to be melodramatic. I mean. There's there's nothing bad I can say about that show, honestly. Uh, you think? I think the uh, Mumford and Sons music was kind of I got over that real fast, but, but that wasn't really a negative aspect. You think that uh, like some of the like the moments where like between him and his wife are supposed to reflect like him and Olivia Wilde's relationship? I don't think so because this was before they probably have been filming that like two years before they got divorced. So. Okay. Say because I, I couldn't remember how it just happened, that, but I was just like, I was watching, I was just like, huh, I wonder if that's supposed to, you know, be any sort of thing for him. But I don't know, very good show, though. Yeah, uh, fantastic. I'm guess I'll watch season two. Does Apple TV do the weekly releases? Am I gonna have to wait a fucking month? Does anybody I know. know? Only watch shows that they've completed, being Myth Quest. You're saying, or do they release all the episodes at one time? Yes, or not. I don't think they do. Damn it. What happened? Why did we stop doing that? Like, <laughs> who stopped doing because that? They, because they want it to be just like TV. It gives them an out. It just it just it, bothers it, me it, is all. It works better for their longevity financially, I think. I guess. It just TV. bothers me. Yeah. I don't, I don't like it. It just makes me have to wait eight weeks and see the spoilers for things that I didn't want to see. <laughs> but, uh... I I guess if a show can last two months and they can start you in it one month and then they'll keep you for at least another month if you try it again. You right. Know, just, I mean, just I get the logic. My, I just don't get why streaming started doing it. My it's one a, qualm with that show is the same one I have with all sports things. The sports never feel real. Oh, I mean, see, I don't give a fuck about that, so it's fine for me. <laughs> it just looks so dumb. It looks like 
Well, they can't know. simulate a crowd like that. I mean, it's, it's probably very hard. So they have to have a, they have to make a set. You, you got to look at the logistics. You know, they got to make a set of a football pitch or a soccer pitch, whatever. And that's probably I, I don't know how that works. How you'd even go about building up a set for that? You know, wonder if it's a big warehouse. Uh, I don't know. Big green screens, big green curtains over an actual like they're actually on a pitch, but they have to have green screens over everything. I don't know how that shit works, but that's probably why. Mm, actually, you know. this is a, a somewhat random tangent, but it will connect eventually. But I have to start at a point that seems random. Uh, Go. But it is about movie sets and stuff. So, I, actually, I don't even know how, like, is this going to be the future? But I missed, because I've been studying most of my mornings, um, I missed a couple of, like, big streams on Twitch that I had intended to watch. Like, big collaborative, you know. Cash App sponsored or G Fuel sponsored event day things where a bunch of streamers came together and did shit. Uh, and they went to Universal Studios Hollywood, um, rode a bunch of rides and like hung out at the park and stuff. But because I don't know, like I, I, they were like VIPs or something, they were like totally allowed to just like film everything for the most part, no like DMCA issues there. And now they've like uploaded all the videos on Twitch. And so I was, like, watching some of them, and uh, basically you could just, like, go to the park for free online now because they, like, had streaming equipment, like the streamer backpacks, right? So it's, like, a really good quality camera and audio, and, you know, it's POV. So you're basically just walking around the park if you just watch the video, and they have, like, official tour guides giving all the little pointing out the thing and they turn the camera and you watch it and look at the thing and I was like I don't know that you know Universal who cleared this thought this through exactly because like I'm sure on the one hand it's one big advertisement but on the other it's like how much of this experience do I really need to do on my own and so fast forward now so like they were at just the park hanging out and then they took like a trolley tram thing and went like across the film lots in the film studios and like we we're like oh yeah this is where once upon a time in hollywood was filmed this is where a lot of the jaws equipment is stored and this is where where the world's crashed at 737 etc etc and they had a thing and it just looked like a big green screen billboard except it was blue and then below it it was like uh almost like an empty kind of like skate park that could be filled with water. So like an empty pool, but it was huge. Uh, and literally like every ocean scene for almost every movie is filmed right there. Yeah. And the CG like background water is all done on that big fucking blue, whatever the fuck, uh, blue screen. green screen, <laughs> but it's not green screen. obviously. yeah. Uh, and, I was just like, that's so fucking crazy. Yeah. It's, I, like, I, it's almost every single one's right there. And I'm like, no way. I remember watching the behind the scenes for Pirates of the Caribbean. Like the third one or something, the DVD, and it's legit. There's a big fucking ship and a big pool of water. And they have just like rain machines splashing sideways. And it seems incredible, honestly. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that was the tangent because you were talking about using green screen, et cetera, to do make a crowd and stuff. And I'm like, well, they make whole ass oceans. So, yeah, I'm sure That's they true. can figure out how to do a crowd. <laughs> well, I, I don't know if you've seen this. Have you seen how they shoot the Mandalorian? 
don't think so. Uh, they don't, I don't do. I don't really like watching behind the scenes shit. Well, they don't do green screens. They literally have a like completely high definition wrap around screen, and they just project what's actually going to be the background. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And uh, apparently, that's how like Disney is going to start doing their special effects for Marvel things. So. I mean that's genius. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Honestly, so green screen might be phased out here soon. Uh, I'm not sure. Well, for big name companies, obviously not for you know normal right. people and stuff. But okay, back to what I did. That's all the TV, yada yada, uh, music, ski mask. There's a T Pain single I didn't care about, but he was streaming on Twitch, so I had to listen to it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's something. Uh, then I listened to Lil Yachty put out a new single. Uh, it's it's proof that he can make other music. Like I, I feel like I needed this single just so I could know he could make something that wasn't that last mixtape or that last album we listened to. Um, this is like like some like pop. pop oh, it's bad. Shit, right? Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. But like at least it's different enough. You know, <laughs> he's got he's got some diversity still, okay. which is nice. Uh, but the real the music thing I wanted to talk about is. I don't know how I got to it, but I got to a Russian rock pop singer named Zemfira, or Zemfira, Z-M-F-I-R-A, and she has a song called Samalot, which means plain, and it's spelled all Cyrillic, so I can't really <laughs> describe it well, but it is a fantastic song, it's a pretty good album, I think she's actually like really popular in Russia, and you know, I, you know, I wouldn't know, never been there, you know what I'm saying, but uh, she seems pretty dope. That album was really good. Uh, I definitely suggest. It, it looks like Camelot, kind of, or Camelot. If you, if you if you happen to look at the album, uh, you know, Cyrillic lettering, but uh, great song. I'd recommend it. And that's really all I did worth mentioning this week. If we want to get to the reviews, yeah, I'm done. Where um, do you want to start? Movie, since we usually do sure. album first. Uh. Yeah, Luca. Uh, Twenty twenty one, fucking Pixar's latest animated thing. Uh, it's like what? Is it like Italian countryside, yeah. mermaid, Italian Riviera. Not. Uh, I I, I hmm, I'm not even sure where I want to begin with it, but I liked it. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was cute yeah. and wholesome. It hit all the normal Pixar marks, but it missed. I think for me some big payoff like i think a lot of the more recent pixar movies like stick in my mind because they like really have a, a singular theme that they not beat to death it's like the opposite like the bad version of saying what i'm trying to say but they hit it so well it like lasts so for instance like inside out's my big one where like it's such a interesting concept of like how you know, inner dialogues happen and memories are stored and formed in a very fun, playful way that even though it's obviously a very children's narrative and uh, format, it's like, it's so good and has some longevity to it. This movie doesn't really do that for me. This like was good and I liked it. I would probably rewatch it if like my nephews or nieces wanted to watch it, but I'm like, did I feel overwhelmed or overjoyed? Did I cry at all? Did I have a big heart throbby punch moment? I was like, mm, not really. And honestly, the voice acting, I was kind of 
thought I thought it was kind of mids. I I really was not impressed by anyone, and usually I'm at least impressed by one or two. This characters. is the first Pixar movie where they pretty much have an unknown cast, or you know. No, it's not unknown. I mean, that Jacob Tremblay kid is like right, but that's popular. not marketable. <laughs> that's that's right. I mean a marketable cast, yeah. you know. Yeah, no, that's true. Uh, that's true. Literally every single past one. And Jim Gaffigan, but yeah, and uh, you know Soul. Obviously, uh, you know, inside out, like you know, they've always had a marketable cast. Whereas this one just didn't. I'd like to get out of the, get this out of the way and say I really appreciate the gay thing going on in this movie. Yeah, uh, I said that, and yeah. they like the people I was watching with didn't feel that way. Oh, it. I was oh, like, it I was, was like, as I was on like, the nose. Was, I was like, he was yeah. like the the little friend of Luca was like yeah. super jealous of the girl when Luke was spending time with it. And I was like, it's not just because they're friends, bro. Like, I was like, I was wholly expecting them to kiss, and then they didn't. Well, th- okay, this was literally as gay a family movie as Pixar can make that would be okay with China, okay? And yeah, yeah yada yada, whatever. They have to censor stuff. That's bad, whatever. But I still appreciate that, I don't know, this is normalized. It's, it's like when we watched Soul, and I enjoyed how they're... Uh, alternate afterlife take has been normalized you know how no one cares it's just like oh cool you don't have to say christian god did this anymore you can just do whatever now uh i like how this you know he didn't have to like the girl it was pretty much he liked the boy and just to counter the whole it wasn't a gay thing i would say john as much as i like you i don't think i'd ever run after a train and cry while you were going you know like (laughs) Yeah. Right. Uh, I think that's, I think that's an emotion well, I mean, I specifically totally for, a, yeah. Yeah, I totally thought it was they were developing a relationship, but then of course there was no real payoff with the relationship. Like obviously it was a sad goodbye, but I think that was I, as much as they could children, do. <laughs> children, but I'm like, you could have like, there's plenty of hetero kissing in Pixar movies. So I don't think a gay kiss would have been offensive. I think like, at least a handhold would have been just nice. Or just right. like Yeah, like like something. A, a slightly more than friends hug, you know? <laughs> well, I, I you know, but, I think the end kind of spelled it out, honestly. Cuz I was like, is it really? Is it not, you know? But literally they're both crying and like he's giving up his life so or you know, giving up a part of his life so that his his best buddy uh <laughs> can go go to school. <laughs> Uh, you know, I, no, I really appreciate that this was actually kind of a gay story. Um, because yeah. you just, I don't, don't really see that in animation a lot, at least not recently or not, not with, uh, not when I was growing up, but, um, I, I really, I, you know, I liked this movie. Uh, I don't think it was spectacular or anything, but it, it hit all the familiar Pixar marks, um. It was kind of as if I've seen some of the beats before, you know, like getting ready for the race and that montage and the him going up the hill. And it's like, oh, he's actually going to be faster than the guy. Like, you know, that's all very kid movie tropey stereotype. But I guess you got to do some. You got to do some of that. You can't just reinvent the wheel when you're making a a children's movie or a family movie. Um, I liked how it borrowed elements from... I don't know, a lot of Disney movies. Coco kind of had that Coco flair, color palette, yeah. but it had that, like, I don't know, Little Mermaid humor to things. Like, uh, 
Alberto, him pretending to know everything that humans do. I thought that was very uh, the seagull from Little Mermaid, like you know the fork doohickey, all that. Uh, and I, I really appreciate that that fish out of water kind of thing. Oh, uh, <laughs> just <Yep>. got that <laughs> one. <laughs> but uh, my biggest complaint is the parents. I felt like they did characters. Yeah, or? just their their role in this movie. Um, felt very I don't know, like they didn't have a real point. Other than to be the people who are like, hey, you're going off to your uncles, which the uncle was hilarious, the anglerfish guy. That was, that was awesome. But, uh, like, there's a lot of gags in this movie that I really liked. Uh, some of the jokes, or, you know, when uh, Luca was like, he's like, I'm more of an idea man, you know, when he's holding the ramp or whatever. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. There's a lot of good things. I thought the pacing was nice. I don't think it stayed its welcome too long. I'd say there was a little bit of a lull, I'd say, in the middle, like, building up to the race and whatnot, but still pretty good. I think it's serviceable. Definitely uh, rewatchable, which is probably yeah, the I, most again, important. I, I, I think my only big problems were probably the... I couldn't tell if it was, like, they were just afraid to commit to being gay. Or... They were. Uh, China, they were, because this movie did release in China. I think that was my only issue. So I'm like, yeah, I just missed the mark because this whole time I'm thinking, oh, shit. It's going to be like an actual fucking gay movie and it's going to be completely normal about it. And then they're like, they're not gay, though. They're just really, like, cool friends for the summer. Like, <laughs> They really should have committed. 100%. They should have committed. Luca 2, wonder... is it going to happen? Yeah, South Park's going to do a gay fish episode about this, bringing Kanye. <laughs> That's the whole, the, the whole movie. I was like, do you think... One of the guys at Pixar just watched that episode and was like, you know what? Movie idea. <laughs> We're doing gay fish. Uh, yeah, from the beginning of the movie, I was just kind of like, I don't know. It felt kind of B-teamy. I don't know. Something about it. Just like as soon as yeah. it started. Yeah. You know, like, just I was just kind of like. Pixar's B-team. This, this isn't going to be Toy Story or anything. Like, you know, like, this isn't going to, you know, knock it out of the park. But it, I, again, I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was good. I think part of that's probably their their recent release schedule you know like they've been pumping Pump. stuff out yeah, so funny. when we get a soul what five months ago six months ago yeah soul was, was, there, soul was... was there a short with this there's always a short and i never watch them anymore because they're not at the beginning you have to go find them yeah. on disney plus <laughs> yeah okay yeah. i've probably I watched like five recent disney movies and i haven't watched any of the shorts because they're not forcing me to anymore which is kind of sad but, um yeah i mean it's on the shorts are always on disney plus i think yeah, I soul I, even I, had one what was the uh what was the movie about the the Almord? raya raya i was gonna say yeah i was about to say i remember watching that and i don't remember a short for it so i guess i just didn't go look for it well that's a disney animated i don't know it wasn't okay yeah okay okay i get that mixed up too though man like, yeah they're pumping them out they don't and their style luca soul yeah they look onward very similar toy story 4 incredibles 2 coco are like the last in order Gotcha. Uh, yeah, but their style is becoming even more cohesive just because Pixar's opting out of the artistic style and going for the more realistic style, which is kind of weird. I mean, I get it. You know, graphically, computers get better and they can handle more things. But just, I mean, even in this movie, I mean, not even a gripe, but like, I don't know. You have these characters that have these just giant eyes, this neck that's, you know, a half inch 
wide, but then you have this ocean that looks literally real and these rocks and pebbles that look like they are, you know, photorealistic. So it's kind of weird that they're, I don't know, edging towards more photorealism instead of keeping to just a style or an animated style, but uh, not a big deal. Have you ever watched that? Uh, I, I guess it's kind of like a it's kind of like a behind scenes ep- like little short about different Pixar movies on Disney Plus. Uh, no, there's one they did on Soul that I really liked, but the one they uh, kind of mentioned for this movie just before it came out um, is um, like their like their art team essentially, like people who like do like just like character design or whatever. They just send them to Italy to get inspiration yeah. for everything. I'm just like. Where do I apply for this shit? Like, uh, you start that? drawing. <laughs> you start drawing, then you I become an artist. I could just do music. I could just go and then be like, "Hey, send me." I'll just take in all the audio I can. Let's just make that. It that is how Disney works. I, like, then I'm pretty like, sure actually, Moana was the same thing. I actually go to like film scoring school and all that though. So you just gotta know people. Uh, I know some people. I know some people in film school. No, Moana was the same thing. I'm pretty sure they sent everybody out to. You know, Pacific Islands, yeah, all that. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, hey, probably yeah. not a bad... Uh, you want to give this a score? You want any anything else to add to it? I, I feel like there's just not a lot to talk about, which is weird. Because, you know, it's an hour and a half movie. Like, <laughs> things happen. Uh, I, I, I'm going to give this, like, an 8. Yeah, I was going to say 7, 7.5. I was, say seven, 7. I was on 7, I, 5, I, 8, yeah. I look up and Metacritic gave it a seventy-one. So I mean, I I would have said seven five, but I feel like seven five now has been a deflated score for me. I guess because it's so average, and I think this was above average. And I'm unfortunately only giving it a comparison to other really good Pixar movies, but like. This is one of the better movies we've watched on the podcast. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, that is a, true. It's an eight for me. It, hmm. says, it has problems, and it's oh, not yeah, the best yeah. Pixar ever. And yeah, what's your, it's what's not soul. Your all's call. Yeah, I'll, I'll let it go eight. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll keep it at eight. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to argue. I'm going to just give the movie props for what it did. Uh, hey, and they did. Yeah. They they, tack- they tackled a topic, and they didn't even mention it. Yeah, yeah they were really <laughs> good at sidestepping. They, they beat around the bush so directly in this film. is Phenomenal. Cool. Phenomenal. <laughs> when uh, do you think they'll make their first, like, openly, like, LGBT plus? 2030. I, I mean, soon. I think this was literally, like, the... Yeah, this was the test. Yeah. Put, put the foot in the water, see if it rides. See if it turns into a fish, man. Yep. Yep. 2022 Electric Boogaloo is going to be the... Because they have two content. movies coming out next year. Or 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 they'll make it like the parents of the main character are gay. Or like a lesbian couple. I bet you oh, money. Right, yeah. It's just, yeah. I, yeah it's my and they won't even mention it. Yep. Nothing weird about this. Yeah. Yep. But when are we going to get a transgender Disney princess? Is You know, that's... I mean, it's... That's... I don't know, it, actually. Probably someday. <laughs> Probably someday, someday. yeah. Uh, okay. I don't doubt it. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd say a lot of people probably thought... Uh, what's her name from uh, Princess and the Frog? I'm sure people, you know, a lot of people didn't think there'd be a black Disney princess someday, so... I mean... Yeah, I guess so. I guess. Uh, Disney's not afraid to milk well, social it's always, issues. <laughs> it's always a matter of time. It's kind Disney. of their bread and butter. They really like doing it. They're really good at it. That's fair. But uh, you want to move on to Tyler? Oh, 
Yeah, I'm down. All right. Uh, who wants to start? I mean, I can. I, you I, want, I, I again don't really know where to. Maybe, so maybe, great. maybe since I feel like movie reviews are easy to be free form. You can talk about things like basically a checklist, whereas albums don't exactly bring all the same things to a table or to the table. So, like, maybe start off with a few songs you liked, maybe. Okay. And like why, or a few songs you didn't like, you know, mm-hmm. give it I, a little I more liked, structure. I liked probably half the songs on this a lot. Definitely. Uh, and I, as the just a, you know, the general critique, like a, as a whole, the album I thought was actually really, really good. Um, and I just, I'm so fucking happy he's rapping. Holy shit! Hey, I mean, even if it's like just talking in hey. a cadence, you know, like hey. it's. Oh refreshing. God, it was not better. fucking Igor, yeah. Igor, yeah, whatever the fuck that bullshit was. Like, that I'm shit. I'm so glad I'm not the only one. I don't know why every it. stupid little college bitch, like, literally every person <laughs> who ever went to college was like, this is life-changing. I love Tyler the Creator. Like, odd future, dude. Like, I'm wearing the fucking donut tees now because Tyler's my man. And I'm like, one, you all would, like, vomit if you listened to half his shit. Like, most of the people are, like, fucking white Christian girls that love fucking igor and i'm like there's no shot that you actually like tyler as a person let alone his music you just want to be a fucking clout chaser that's how i felt and so i'm just happy that this has given people shit to just like not have to clout chase and like he's obviously established himself as a very talented musician now and a singer and a producer and i can just kind of go back to making music i like as a fan that first person feels personally feels nice yeah it feels good being catered towards you know exactly you know as a white man in america i haven't had that enough so yeah so it's really nice when these uh, black artists can perform in a way to your liking Uh, (laughs) yeah i'll go there john Um, pina saying this thing (laughs) so yeah uh yeah i want to say pretty much all of the classic features of his so the Lil Wayne feature on Hot Wind Blows I liked um, that song a lot Manifesto with Demo Genesis mm-hmm. uh, the Pharrell Lil Uzi song Juggernaut I really like the outros with Safari actually oh, yeah. I like just even fucking DJ Drama just talking to me for like 40 seconds that's because DJ feature. Drama has an amazing voice yeah I was like this is just dope. I mean uh, Lumberjack uh, Run It Up yeah yeah, probably like half the songs. Uh, I don't think there was one in particular that stands out to me as the best in that group. I think kind of they all have mm. such different vibes and feels. And I think this is an album, again, unlike his last several, like even like Flower Boy, I'm thinking back to, that was very cohesive in what it was trying to do. Yeah. And this is just like he's just releasing a lot of music under Tyler. Like, that's it. Um, I didn't really find this to be like the most cohesive project and it definitely wasn't like a yeah i, I don't like think there is a i don't think there's a particular theme but w- with what he did with the audio like laying on mm-hmm. dj dramas mm-hmm. uh what like you know just his speech into the second track <laughs> and then he comes back at the end of the second track and then it goes into the third track and then he's got that uh the mama talking track yeah, and then yeah, her talking. voice turns into the next track so like thematically it's not cohesive right. was, but yeah, i think it, like it, sonically it, it definitely is well. yeah. yeah it was sequenced well i just yeah there again if i don't think that all albums have to be theme albums to be good albums or no. anything like that but often the best ones are and 
I'm like this just happened to be an exception to that rule. It was very good, I thought. Yeah, uh, uh, I really liked. Uh, what's your name? The kind of early two thousands homage song, uh, fantastic. That's probably the like the standout. I wouldn't say it stands up that or stands out that much further than the rest, but I think that's just the one that's gonna click with me for a while. Um, you know, I like the the first one, Sir Baudelaire. I just, I don't know, that was a good intro. It kind of set a vibe for me, set the atmosphere for the whole album. Uh, obviously had the DJ drama intro. Then I like that uh, uh, Corso. I didn't really love his bars or anything, but I absolutely loved the beat and the production on that song. Uh, I, I'm not sure why particular or why it uh, really stood out to me or why it was so unique, but yeah, I just really liked how it was produced and put together run it up was great just kind of a classic you know seems like a college banger like that's what i would call yeah. run it up you know <laughs> it, that's the perfect environment for it yeah I th- he did a pop-up show for the album and that's what he ended it with so i think it, it's supposed to be like a like a good enchant like type tune for live and then uh yeah the last track i put on my like really likes was uh rise and i put it on there because it uses that that just that exhale, you know, that like sexy exhale that I hate, but it actually made it good. You know, it's like a like a DJ mustard clap sound. I hate that. But if someone were to make a song and use that well, I'd probably like that song even more. You know, so I actually really appreciate that. Um, I, yeah, I like the production on this album a lot. Even yeah. though, I mean, Tyler has bars. He has bars. I'm not gonna detract from that at all. I will say um, the only song that I didn't care for was Hot Wind Blows. Really? That's literally because Flatbush Zombies uses the exact same sample and uses it in pretty much the same exact way. Uh, Yeah, for a song called Breakfast at Epiphanies. Oh, is that why you sent that? Yeah, that's why I put Greater Than Greater Than uh, Hot Wind Blows because it's almost identical, but a better song just overall. Uh, but that's not, that's not Tyler's fault or maybe it is, but whatever. <laughs> that's not the album's fault, I guess. I'm not going to hate on the album just because there's one song I didn't care for. Um, great album. You know, I think it flows. I, I, you know, talking to you about the cohesion, I think sonically it's cohesive uh, from one song to the next. I was never surprised or anything. Uh, you know, uh, it was engineered. Well, I guess that's, yeah, probably a word absolutely. for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's diverse, you know, which we've had a problem with diver- diverse albums lately mm-hmm. to the fact that they haven't been. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> oh. it, it's it's nice to change it up once. Yeah, that fucking, I forgot. So yeah, Manifesto, the Domo Genesis, that was my favorite one because I liked the little intro. The fucking little white bitch go say something oh, about yeah. you need to do something about black bitch suck my dick <laughs> oh yeah okay Tyler I fucking love you yeah Hunter any yeah, uh, a, tricks oh yeah as an old Tyler fan like bastard days you know I'm loving it like like I I loved all of his old stuff you know just cause like you know a lot of people that are fans of like his Igor or Flower Boy stuff Flower Boy stuff condemn him for that era because you know like his you know, he doesn't say a lot of nice shit. He does not. Know. No, he does not. <laughs> so, but you know, like, 
you know, I was listening to that back in like what, like 2011, like a freshman in high school, and it was just like he didn't give a fuck, you know, like that was just, you know, uh, right energy for the time. Yeah, exactly. It was awesome. And then, uh, like he's doing Igor and Flower Boy, and you know, like he really loved those projects at the time, it, and like he still thinks Igor is probably one of his his best projects. Um, Top 20 tire projects. And I didn't particularly like those, but. You know, like, I, I still just, like, you know, like, he's doing his thing, you know, like, that's that's great, you know, keep doing it. And then he comes back, you know, kind of to his roots now that he's, like, you know, he's almost, I think he's 30 now. And, you know, he's just kind of, like, he's mentioning, like, how, uh, I can't remember what song it is, but he talks about how um, I was kind of, like, trying to figure all my shit out, and that's why Cherry Bomb sucked. You know, I, I did like, hate Cherry Bomb. <laughs> yeah, like, he, he literally said, he, like, literally, he's just, like, you know, like, I was I was growing and like just changing so much and I still had to put out this shit you know to, to fucking live the way I want to because I'm afraid of going broke, so you know like you know sometimes you have to rush it and you know but now like this is like more like him taking his time and I do love the whole like like 2008 to 2014 style instrumentals like they're not like they don't sound outdated but they have just like that old atmosphere yeah they feel like fun. homages rather than yeah just exactly straight they, up they, sound, copies. they sound classic yeah mm-hmm. like they just sound classic already which is just fucking awesome and yeah again like uh like you all said like his features i think were chosen like really well i was like i was i wasn't looking at any tracks when i was listening to it and then i hear lil wayne come in i'm like what the fuck <laughs> like haven't heard this man in a minute hey martians versus goblins you know literally Martians vs. Goblins I I guess that was the last song they did together that's crazy I mean I think it's been a minute dude yeah the game (laughs) what what the fuck is he doing but and then uh, this is probably like the only Lil Uzi Vert verse I've ever really liked personally I've never really been a huge fan so okay so I was listening to the album in my car right and I was just driving and I heard uh, the Lemonhead song the one with the spit sound effect that I was I don't know. I appreciate that because. What the fuck? Wait, wait. Can we rewind? What the fuck is aliens versus what? Martians, Martians versus, goblins. versus goblins. It was uh, it was uh, a, a, a like a single collaboration between the game Lil Wayne and Tyler the Creator. Because Lil Cause Wayne the, always uh, calls himself a Martian. Right. Yeah. It, it's the most and 2011 ass shit you'll hear, in my opinion. Like, For sure. That the beat, the game, <laughs> everything feel, he says. It's just... I feel like um, they do. Like on every one of Tyler's rap albums, they've had something. Mm, like Cherry maybe. Bomb, there was a t- Lil Wayne feature. I know for sure. Flower Boy, there's a Lil Wayne feature. Like oh, I, oh, there was on Flower Boy, wasn't there? For so sure. Maybe, yeah, like I was like maybe they do. I'm like confused with you. Thinking. Yeah, I was like, I know yeah. it's Tyler's favorite rapper, and oh. so it's like now on like every project that he because he's now Tyler the Creator. You know, he's not yeah, just yeah. some fucking kid that wants Lil yeah, Wayne yeah, on his sure. album. Oh, yeah, I, I think I he just gets that. a guest verse every time. I don't think he was on Igor, was well, he? Well, cool with it. No, because I don't think it's rap. I think it's Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, it was R&B. What'd you consider? Igor I think he was just R&B. singing, bro. I, I Like, whatever you consider fucking Donald Glover's alternative R&B. American thing. What, what was that um, song that got fucking... It wasn't this rap. Is America? What was that album? I don't know what you're no, talking what? about. No, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. The Redbone, Red Bone? My Love bullshit. Is that album yeah. not called Redbone? No, called no I think it's called Awaken My Love. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. man, my brain just calls that album Redbone just because that's all I heard. Play Redbone by Redbone off of Redbone, please. Uh, you, you got any any lasting remarks? Uh, last remarks? Uh, a 
Okay, so his feature uh, having uh, NBA Youngboy, isn't mm. he in jail still? I guess this is probably, this could have, obviously could have been recorded like pre-arrest. I mean, yeah, it probably was just recorded a long time ago. And or, or, you could probably do say, a verse in jail. Own verse? Because that's hard. Well, I, I mean, <laughs> Chief Keef was putting out music the whole time he was Bro, in jail. You were wrong about this the last nah, time. Nah, nah. Chief Keef put out prison song. <laughs> put out uh, multiple prison raps. But uh, like this album actually introduced me to a lot of like newer people I've like heard of but never took the time to listen to, like NBA Youngboy and Forty Two Doug and Tizo Touchdown. Like I've just not ever really even checked them out. But then I was really happy to hear like you know like Lil Wayne and Domo and you know I don't know I dig this album a lot. I'm 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 loving Tyler again. Good actually. Too. You mentioned him now, and I never said his name before, but Teaser Touchdown, um, I had never heard of him, so okay. kudos to you for even going and listening to his music, but I've clicked on his page from this album, mm-hmm. and his, like, I guess he hasn't released a full-length album yet, but he's got a bunch of singles, and all the arts for all the singles are, like, in this style of, like, kind of cartoony, almost like, uh... Realizy. Yeah, what's the fucking term? I'm looking for almost, like, comic booky. uh, yeah. but they're, it's dope, uh, so shout out to him. Yeah, technically is pretty good. Cell shaded. Yeah, kind of. I mean, I I don't know if that's the word you were going for. Uh, yeah. Any last remarks? Uh, any problems with the album? Seems like we were we were being pretty positive. Uh, I can't think of a name. I mean, it's a little long. Like I don't know that every song needs. Ah, the length is yeah. Yeah, he did have he had two or maybe yeah he had two like almost nine minute songs. Yeah, he had a ten minute and a nine minute. And I was listening to those, and I'm like, you know, like, I know these are, like, they're kind of like two-for-ones, essentially, just because they have, like, a, a the switch, switch up. up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, I, they were done well. I dug them. Um, I mean, not none of these albums are, or no, none of these songs on this album are, like, underplaying. They're all upwards of four mil, you know. it's They're all doing pretty well. But there's, like, you can tell the ones that are the best. Because, like, Lumberjack's got, like, 21 mil. And it's 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 probably one of my favorites on the album. You know, Lumberjack was one of my where I was like, okay. I mean, it wasn't uh, bad. It wasn't bad. Hey, I just, uh, that's fair. That's I just... someone uh, uh, took the uh, vocal track off that and made it, or they put it over like an old beat on TikTok. That's what this guy does with the DJ deck, and it's honestly crazy. I'll send it to y'all later. Um, he like again, it's not really a negative because he turned it into a positive. But I will never ever like interludes or <laughs> vocal chops as a whole track. Love it. Like if you want to run it up an intro of a song and lengthen it up for plays or whatever, but like to put it as its own track, there better be some fucking golden. Like there better. Be, I must really have to be given a reason to like it. And it's cool, dude, that your mom was beating up kids for you. Whatever the fuck the point of him, his mom hyping him up was. Like that's dope. If I had an album, yeah, my mom would probably have a fucking stupid little interlude like that too. But like, at the very least, I'm happy he chopped it into the next track, right? Like, right. Or you know, at least the intros faded in. It was sequenced well, so that when one track ended, the next one started off on that end beat. And so, I couldn't hate it outright, but as a point, I just don't ever like those. And so I'm like, why did you do it twice on this fucking album? Like. It's only 16 songs, so it's really 14 songs. Like, you didn't have to do it twice, man. Yeah, I remember. And then, I think... he, then he had two 10-minute songs. So it's like, yeah, those are two songs right there you could have just separated and not had the interludes. So it just confuses me. I don't know why people choose to do that. Anyone uh, want to give a score? 
Uh, let's see. I'm, a, I'm, a, well, I'm, I'm trying to decide whether I should compare it to like every Tyler album. You know, you gotta like, compare it to I every album. album. <laughs> Period. Yeah. 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 All albums ever made. Okay. That's why for me, it's probably getting an eight five. I was think yeah, I was between eight and nine. I'd be fine with eight five. I could I could agree with that. It's no Bismillah or Pimp a Butterfly, but it's still yeah. solid nonetheless. Still great. Super good, but yeah. it's not it's not fucking golden masterpiece like Bismillah is. Okay. Oh my god. I'm, I'm gonna be some like pedantic here about my number, but it's not an eight and it's not an eight five for me. So it's gotta be like an eight three. Why is it uh, not eight five? Hold on. <laughs> so uh so I, if I go four. by all of Tyler's discography, like Flower Boy for me is his perfect album. I thing? absolutely love it. Um, and it just came out at the perfect right time. I was doing a lot of road tripping. And there's a lot of great driving songs on that. Um, just a lot of good core memories to use an Inside Out thing with songs from this album. So I was like, what would I give Flower Boy? And I was like, I give Flower Boy like a nine. And I was like, okay, so this isn't a nine. So could it go an 8.5? And I was like, well, how does it match up to other things we've listened to? And there were albums that we've given, I can't even specifically name off the top of my head which ones we've given 8.5s to before, but I was like, I don't even know that this hits that mark. So hmm. I had to work my way down from hmm. a 9, then down from an 8.5, and I was like, but it's better than an 8, so I think i got to go like 8.3. So you're going to calculate your Can we just do the average, 8.25? Might as well just be those people. Just right in the middle? Yeah, in the corner. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't think you can do a second decimal after that. It just gets ridiculous. So I think you just round up to 8.3. There's no such thing as 825, you just go up. But wouldn't it be 8333, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's no, three, I, I know. Okay. Uh, yeah, getting old school IGN on these scores. 8-3, I guess. Like, I mean, I'll, you know, it's not far off. I said 885, so whatever. Um, yeah, uh, any, any last remarks, guys, before we get out of here? Um, Tyler Creator? Movie? Luca? Okay, no. Nope. nope. All this right. Has been brought to you by Aha Sparkling Waters. Wow, trying to get that sponsorship. Okay. <laughs> You're gonna edit it out anyway. It's fine. Hunter, we're trying to get HBO Max sponsorship. HBO Max, not Aha. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Come brought on. You buy HBO, HBO Sparkling Water. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that has been episode 35 of the Worst Critics. Join us next week. When we review the new musical In the Heights and review Goldlink's album Harem or Haram, Haram, Harem, uh, I don't know about that, whatever, uh, we'll review Goldlink's new album. This has been episode 35. I'm Noah Davis. I'm John Pina. No, Hunter, not going to say I'm Hunter Crump. I'm, I'm Hunter Crump, the guest. <laughs> and we're out of here. See you next week.